morning and welcome at that time once again. The Patriot Radio News Hour. Get your dose. I know you go all weekend long without hearing my voice, and by the time Monday rolls around, you're desperate to know exactly what's going on. I'm Joe Jaquin, CEO of the Patriot Trading Group, live on this Monday in the Valley of the Sun. I got to tell you what, those little yellow leaves, for those of you that, and leaves, they're flowers, excuse me, for, you, for those of you that don't live here in the Valley, they are everywhere. Allergy season upon us, I hope. Uh, I came out to get in my car this morning, and my, my car, it was like it rained yellow flowers all over my car this morning, but... Uh, Allergy season out in force here in the Valley of the Sun. So for those of you that suffer from that, my deepest sympathies. For those of us that don't, however, it's starting to get awfully warm out there. Someone said to me, may actually rain Wednesday? We'll see. I, I, I'm not holding my breath. We'll see. Our toll-free number, 800-951-0592. If you haven't called, you're going to. And it's just up to you what day that's going to be. The website at allamericangold.com. It's the best there is. It's the best in the industry. Make it part of your daily routine. The videos, the articles, all the social media stuff, it's all there for you. The medals program, IRAs, you name it, we do it all. All Allamericangold.com. A quick shout-out to our our good friend Philip over there in Van Nuys, California. Uh, he wrote me, you know what I love? The You get the old-fashioned kind, you know, not an email or a text. Uh, Philip actually wrote me a, a nice note uh, uh, when Eric was filling in, uh, when I, I had a few of those health problems. Uh, but uh, Philip White, the W. Y-E-T-H, look him up. He's wrote uh, a couple of books. Matter of fact, he sent them to me. Do you know how I love books? Uh, so I appreciate that. Uh, Repatriations USA and uh, Repatriations of the Mind. Uh, I'll tell you how they are. I'll let you know. But, Philip, thank you so much for the books and, and uh, for the kind words uh, as well. Those are very, very much appreciated. A lot of things to talk about. Uh I don't even know where to start, so I'll start where where uh, gold hit its 200-day moving average this morning. In other words, and let me just say this. This is a orchestrated uh, program, uh, algorithm event where, you know, they, they, they this is just what it has to do. Uh, it's bounced off of that now. Matter of fact, gold at one point was down like 13 or $14. It's down uh, $7 right now, but I got a funny feeling uh, it, it's not going to stay there uh, for very, very long. Uh, as it, it just a technical thing that they like to get done. Uh, it's done it. It's bounced. Uh, silver's got the same story going on. Uh, we'll talk a little bit more about that. The Dow's getting ready to go negative, uh, which was up uh, almost a couple hundred points early in the day. Uh, we got some, I guess you could call it good news from McDonald's. Uh, they raised prices, you know, like everybody, right? They had got to raise prices, so uh, their their sales were a little bit better. Uh, the the problem is consumer spending has been weak, uh, and then well let's just see Subway's closing 500 stores. We we found that out last week. GNC 
Uh, you know, the vitamin store, it's closing 200 stores in GNC. By the way, that, that I don't know. We'll see. Put them on watch, okay? So they're on bankruptcy watch. Guitar Center, uh, they're on bankruptcy watch as well now, so add them to the list. They got another, they got 250 locations. Uh, I don't think, I think they're filing for sure. Uh, and matter of fact, I think GNC is too as well. And then, of course, PetSmart, uh, they're on watch as well uh, as the retail carnage continues. Uh, pending home sales came out today, and this is kind of really setting the tone. It's been down for the fourth straight month in a row. And, of course, this is the spring selling season, and they talk about inventory. We don't have an inventory problem. We don't. What we have, well, let me rephrase that. We do. We have an inventory problem when it comes to homes being for sale that people can actually afford. (laughs) Other than that, there's no problem. Right, five hundred thousand, six hundred, seven hundred, a million, two million, five million, ten million, plenty of those houses that people can actually afford. Not so much. So now a lot of people are wondering if uh, you know, because pending home sales, these these are homes that will will close in the end of May into June. So it's now got a lot of people worried that the. I guess the relatively good news in housing, because housing sales are only down like a percent or two. Uh, that, that was more of a carryover from stuff from December and early January, and that the bad news is getting ready to come. Uh, but pending home sales down for the fourth straight month in a row. Uh, those were kind of the big headlines today. But there is something, the biggest news of the day, the Wall Street Journal. Because, but this is why people listen here. I tell it to you way before anybody else does, and then the mainstream media eventually gets there. The Wall Street Journal sounding the alarm bells on U.S. debt and talking about how the foreigners are not coming to the debt auctions. And then we're going to talk about all the gold that's leaving the United States, and not just the gold from, you know, like we like Turkey and Germany and the Netherlands and, and Austria, and not just the repatriation, but all of the rest of the gold that's leaving as well. 800-951-0592. Got a great show lined up for you. Don't touch that dial. Eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. That is our toll free number. I, I got to give you a bunch of quick updates here. Uh, uh, and right on cue now. So now gold's only down five. Uh, like I said, it, it's 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 two hundred day moving average. Computer programming stuff uh, has bounced off that on its way back. Uh, but silver, silver right now. I got to give you a quick update. So here's. And I've been warning about this and telling you that it's coming, uh, and it looks like it is here. I have one case. Okay, that's 25 rolls. One case of Silver Eagles They're at $385. One. When that case is sold, the only silver that will be left is 2018. 
So we're going to be looking at a new Silver Eagle price. I haven't. We're going to have to see where the premiums end up, but it looks like three ninety-five to four hundred dollars. And by the way, I think silver right now, which is down twelve cents, is going to finish higher as well. Uh, but I, but you know, we'll see. But it's at sixteen thirty right now, down eleven cents now. Sixteen thirty. We have 25 rolls. These are be uh, backdate Silver Eagles at 385. That is the last backdate case. I do know this. This case had never been opened, uh, so it's in a a sealed box. I don't know the date of it, but there's one. That's it. My fear is because for the, what the last almost two years now. There's been this huge glut of silver on the market, and, and now it's dissipated. But the mint has slowed down production of the 2018s because there hasn't been that demand. I wouldn't be surprised if we end up running into periods where there's no silver at all, that silver eagles go out of stock because it's going to take the mint a while to ramp up because Let's face it, why would you pay more, right? You know, like us, we've been selling backdated Silver Eagles now pretty much uh, for a year and a half straight. This is it. We've been talking a lot about supply, not just in gold, but in silver. Remember, scrap silver supply is at the lowest level since 1992. We talk about mine supply. It's at the lowest levels that we have seen in years and continuing to fall. Uh, and, and plus the fact, I think the silver chart is set up here. And this is just how they do it. This is just me. It's super undervalued. And then the second it's going to pop, all of a sudden the supply just disappears and then silver pops two, three, four dollars, but no one can get any, right? That's all isn't that how they always do it? Uh so nonetheless, I've got one case silver eagles, three eighty five a roll. It won't last till noon. It shouldn't last through this show. Jump on it if you can at eight hundred nine five one zero five nine two. The Wall Street Journal. Wrote an article talking about demand for U.S. debt. And remember, this has been a debt problem, right? This is a debt crisis. The Federal Reserve pretended that they fixed it by mispricing debt, right? I mean, that's what they've done. They've mispriced the debt to try to pretend things weren't as bad as what they were. Well, they mispriced debt. Everybody gorged themselves on it. A big reason why a lot of these retailers are all going under is because during the the zero rate policy of the Federal Reserve, all these companies got bought using debt. Right? No cash, just debt. Somebody, you know, Wall Street was lending out money to all of their other hedge fund buddies because it was so cheap. Now that the debt is rising, they can't afford the payment. And that's just what's happened. Now the Wall Street Journal says, hey, get ready. They may be going a lot higher talking about rates. 
had nothing to do with the strong economy. Foreign investors' appetite for U.S. debt this year is at the lowest levels since 2011. And, of course, you think about 2011, right? That was when the stock market bottled, right? And, and of course, we have, I don't even know how much more size to the debt we've added, but you got to figure we're probably trying to sell almost twice as much debt today as we were then because not only is the government having to issue every week, essentially, the government sets a record for the amount of debt issuance. Then you also got to remember the Federal Reserve, they're trying to sell some debt as well. Analysts are now worried that bond yields could push much higher and actually become a threat to economic growth. Of course, that's what's going to happen. Right? And we, we worried about this. And, and see, I go back, you know, going back to, to my days when, when before I ever got here, when Eric and Robbie, remember Robbie? Robbie and Eric were doing the shows. We didn't know what the number was. We just knew eventually the debt was going to be so big that it was going to start having huge effects on the United States, and it's here. I mean, think about it. Any other period in history, if you took out like the last 10 years, these interest rates would be at historically low levels. And we can't even get that done. Investors in the broad category known as indirect bidders. So when you have uh, a note auction, so so like today, right? We got a note auction at noon, another one that ends at like two o'clock. There's direct bidders and indirect bidders. It's the indirect bidders that we need to follow. Because that's where your mutual funds and your foreign investors lie. That's where where they've been grouped. They've been winning. I love how they use the word winning. They've been winning the smallest percentage of bonds that they've bid for since 2011. See, one of the things that people don't know, too, right, they submit bids. Like, hey, okay. I'll buy a billion dollars of them at this yield or at this price. And essentially what the United States does is they fill the ones that cost the least, right? I mean, it don't make sense. So these bidders will put in a bid. We don't even know what they're bidding, right? We just know what ended up got, what the reward was. We know that the amount of indirect bids has been falling. And now we also know the the amount they've actually won have been falling. What I'd like to know is what were the bids on the ones they didn't win, right? Because that would kind of probably give you a good indication of where the bond market needs to go. According to the data that the Treasury released last week, the average percentage of auctions won by, won by this group fell for the first time in six years. And remember what Jeffrey Gunlotch said, and I love him because he tells it the way it is. When you factor in the hedges, 
Because let's face it, when when you or I buy something, I don't know, you know, maybe you more sophisticated guys out there, you hedge your stuff, right? Why you buy gold, right? We buy gold. Gold's a hedge. It's a hedge against the dollar, right? That's why we buy. So everyone that does business with me, you hedge your money. But when it comes to debt, do you hedge your stock portfolio? Do you do you hedge your bond portfolio? Some do, some don't. But when you're a big client like these, because they pay a billion. Of course they hedge. They have to. Treasury bonds are the least attractive thing out there because the cost to insure the hedge has risen dramatically. What does that tell you? A, 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 a decline that is attributed to both lower demand from investors outside the United States and the recent tendencies for less aggressive bids. See, so they're making reference to, hey, those out-of-the-money bids. I wonder how high they are. Behavior of these bidders is crucial for the ability for the U.S. to actually fund itself. At a time when budget deficits surpass a trillion dollars and will remain at that level for the foreseeable future. I love that line. Listen, that's going to remain that level until the dollar is done. We will never see less than a trillion dollars. And, of course, we're already over it anyway. they, They lie about that as well. What I'm talking about, forget about a trillion. Even though it's amazing for me to say forget about a trillion. Two and three trillion is what you need to be worried about. Foreign investors currently hold 43% of U.S. debt. By the way, I just want to give you a perspective of how much trouble we're in. Before the financial crisis, okay, the number was 55%. It's down to 43%. And if you want to believe the Wall Street Journal, which I think they're reputable, the, the increase from 2011 to 2017 was minute, right? Yeah, okay, little increase, little increase, little And now all of a sudden, the demand has fallen off a cliff. How low do we go? At what point? Here's what I don't know. At what point does it cause hemorrhaging in the debt market? I think we're going to find, unfortunately, I, we're going to find out. Is it 40%? Thirty-five percent, right? I I can't imagine it could go much lower than that without it happening. If it was at fifty-five, it's already down to forty-three, and I love it because you don't hear this when you turn on the idiot box. They try to say, "Oh, the ten-year note broke three percent. What a great economy!" Right? They're giving you that line of BS. GDP was two point three percent, which I. I and again, in historical perspective, not that great. And they're talking about this, and they don't want you to know. They want you to continue to be asleep. Do you think, and I'm just asking this question, do you think maybe this is why all the gold's leaving the United States? I'm just saying. Doesn't that actually make a little more sense now? Hey, wait a minute. The number's a lot worse than I thought. 
I knew what was going down. I had no idea we went from 45% to 43%, or from 55 to 43 That is huge. I mean, think about uh, on, on the face of it. That's over 20% down. A member of Congress this week, well, it was last week, asked the U.S. Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve to come clean about the government's policy toward gold. Congressman Alex Moody, Mooney of West Virginia sent a letter to Treasury Secretary Steve Mnuchin and Federal Reserve Chairman Jerome Powell raising issues similar to those that GATA has long been raising about the U.S. government's Certipro, sir, I can't even say the word. Thank you, Wendy. Sir, what is it? No, that's not the word. The U.S. government, let's just say, I don't even know what the word I want to put. I want to say diabolical involvement. But records in the archives of the United States State Department may exist. Explain it. I'm going to tell you what Mr. Mooney is looking for and how that relates to what the foreigners, foreign countries have been doing when it comes to gold. This is the Phyllis Schlafly Report, a daily commentary continuing the conservative pro-family legacy of Phyllis Schlafly. Now the president of Phyllis Schlafly Eagles, Ed Martin. On February 6th, a retirement community in Port Charlotte, Florida, named Cambridge House, passed a resolution, quote, regarding religious observances on the common elements. While that may sound generic, residents are on the warpath against what they see as an egregious violation of Florida law and the freedom of speech and religion. The full resolution reads, quote, prayers and other religious services, observations, or meetings of any nature shall not occur at meetings of the association and shall not occur in or upon any of the common elements. This resolution quickly led to what was described as, quote, the religious cleansing of the entire condo association. Decorative crosses were removed from their doors. A donated memorial statue of St. Francis of Assisi was removed. And even a decorative angel fountain was removed from the courtyard. Perhaps most disturbing was a sign found on the community piano. Any and all Christian music is banned, it read. Residents decided not to let the association get away with this discrimination. The First Liberty Institute, a law firm specializing in religious liberty, is now representing the residents. They've filed a Fair Housing Act complaint on behalf of one resident named Donna Dunbar. A devout Christian and lay leader for the Seventh-day Adventist Church, Dunbar hosted weekly ladies' Bible study in the social room. They sang songs, prayed, and participated in book studies. Many other groups use the room for social games and movie nights as well. However, Dunbar was suddenly required by the association's treasurer to obtain insurance in order to continue her meetings. Dunbar obtained the policy, and even then she received a letter from the property management company ordering her to cease and desist the Bible study. Quote, the result of the association resolution prohibits Bible study meetings in the social room, the letter read. This is absolutely outrageous. It goes to show the boldness with which public displays of faith are now attacked, even in our retirement homes. 
The religious residents' defense wisely recognizes that this Cambridge House resolution is discriminatory and violates the Fair Housing Act. We hope this religious liberty case proves to be a sure thing in court and a big win for the church ladies. This has been the Phyllis Schlafly Report from Phyllis Schlafly Eagles. When America turns our back on our Christian heritage, we shouldn't be surprised when biblical precepts like honesty, kindness, respect, justice, and freedom are abandoned. At phyllisschlafly.com, we still believe in rights endowed by our Creator. If you agree, find out more at phyllisschlafly.com. Thanks for listening to the Phyllis Schlafly Report. Welcome back, 800 951 0592. The last 25 rolls of U.S. Silver Eagles at 385, and then after that, everything's going to be 2018. Uh, forget about a price, a move in silver. If silver's the same price and this case is gone, 395 to $400 is going to be the new price per roll. So you're, you're saving 10 bucks not counting a silver move, which is coming. Then we started talking about gold. The Wall Street Journal finally comes out and says, hey, <laughs> you know, hey, uh, I don't know, but all of a sudden the foreigners aren't buying the debt and the yields are starting to rise. It looks like they're going to rise a bunch more. Then West Virginia Representative Mooney writes a letter to the Treasury Secretary and the Federal Reserve. Records in the archives of the historian of the United States State Department describe U.S. government policy in recent decades as aiming to drive gold out of the world financial system in favor of the Federal Reserve note and special drawing drawing rights issued by the IMF. Is this still U.S. government policy towards gold? Question mark. If not, what is the U.S. government's current policy towards gold? Question mark. I have heard complaints that the U.S. Gold Reserve, which has not been fully audited for many decades, and, and here's the next part. We know that part. Here's the part that I loved. Particularly as there seems to have been no acknowledgement or any account for swaps and leases of gold or arrangements for such to which the U.S. government has been a party to. I'm going to tell you right now, that's the best question of it all. Outside of, hey, will you please verify that it's really, I want to believe there's gold there. I do. I'm probably naive, but I want to believe it. The problem is, even if it's there, do we actually own it? Does the U.S. government, through the Treasury Department and the Federal Reserve System, or any other agency or entity, 
transacting gold or gold derivatives either directly or through intermediaries, right? Hey, are we involved at all? If so, what are the transactions and what are the objectives? Does the U.S. government undertake any transactions in gold or gold derivatives through the Bank for International Settlements, the Bank of England, or other central banks or government? If so, what are the transactions and what are the objectives? Moody has asked for a response in writing and as of today, he has received none. I'm going to tell him right now, I wouldn't hold your breath. But when you think about uh, where we are in our gold, the one thing here's the one thing that we do know. Most of the gold that is allegedly in Fort Knox doesn't even meet doesn't even meet the quality needed to actually be uh you know traded on like the on the gold exchange right the bars don't meet the purity requirements uh allegedly because they took the bars that they confiscated in 1933 and i guess they say they melted them down but didn't take out the impurities on it if you want to believe it and so now you are kind of left with the thought of really what is going on with our gold holdings why should we actually have to uh, ask these questions? And then I find it interesting because, you know, we're starting to see all of these people come out and all of a sudden now uh, change their, their thought press prospects as it relates to gold. I'm seeing all of these quote-unquote uh, analysts, they're all upgrading their gold forecast. These are guys that had gold at 1,100. Some of them had them at 1,000 at the end of 2018. Now they're all saying gold's going to be 1,400 bucks. And, and, of course, they're all going to say, see, I said it. I told you right after the fact. And then the, the really interesting report came out over the weekend about our own mined gold supply. So, you know, we have gold mines here in the United States. It's not a lot. Uh, it's somewhere uh, between 15 and 16 metric tons a, a month. You know, so it's, you know, it's a decent amount. I mean, when you, when you, you know, let's just say it's 15 tons a month in 12 months. I mean, it's 180 metric tons a year. Right. I mean, think about what the Russians are doing, right? The Russians are buying more gold than that every month. But a report just came, was just released talking about all of the mined gold supply in, in the United States went to Hong Kong. Every single ounce was shipped to Hong Kong. The problem was they also shipped gold to the Bank of England. Well, I should say, to, I'm assuming to the London Metals Exchange, right? And they also sent gold to Switzerland. So right now, the United States is shipping more gold 
significantly more gold. Matter of fact, almost double the amount of gold leaving the United States than we're actually mining in a month. And this is happening, you know, pretty much with regularity. Month after month after month, the United States continues to ship more and more gold overseas. And this doesn't count the gold that all of these other countries have been repatriating. And then you start putting the dots together, right? You just start connecting dots. Let's see. Foreigners are buying less U.S. bonds. So then you got to ask yourself, okay, they're buying less. And, and everybody, we can probably logically say, you know, that's understandable. I, I don't think I'd want that. But then you got to ask themselves, it's not like they left the money in the bank. Where did it go? I think I've got the answer to that next. 800-951-0592, U.S. Silver Eagles. At 385 a roll. Once those rolls are gone, it'll be 395 to 400. I uh, don't know just yet. Uh, gold right now, uh, I got 50. These are going to be $20 liberties. And there's only 50 of these, and they are 385. Uh, and and I really can't emphasize enough i think the bottom is here again we've been seeing this routine right with gold and silver hits the new high and then goes back and forth and back and forth the old bottom was about 1300 now it's up to about 1313 right the bottom keeps higher higher lows and higher highs Uh, i don't think it's going to be here very long so you got either way you want to play u.s silver eagles 385 20 dollar liberty gold pieces at 1385 investors appear to be shunning gold once again or are they in a research report on monday commodities a, a, a commodity economist at OCBC bank said they were re- revising and raising their gold forecast reversing their bearish outlook. They now see gold prices ending the year at $1,400 an ounce, up significantly from the $1,150 forecast that they had been giving for the last six months. Get ready, because it's probably going to be even higher than that. So let's look at where the gold is coming from. U.S. gold exports to Hong Kong surged in February, consuming nearly all of the domestic mine supply, according to the United States uh, Global Mineral Industry Survey. February gold exports to Hong Kong doubled in February from January. Remember, I left you with the question. If they're not buying treasuries, where's the money going? This is an interesting increase in demand from Hong Kong as market prices have been rising month over month. 
Not only did Hong Kong ex- exports jump, the U.S. total exports also went up 40%, right? 50% to Hong Kong, 40% from 36 metric tons in January to 50.4 metric tons in February. The top three countries that received the majority of U.S. gold exports, Hong Kong, the United Kingdom, and Switzerland. Those are the three biggest ones. Furthermore, U.S. gold exports to Hong Kong, okay, from July of 2017 to January of 2018. There's only 25 metric tons. And of that 25, about seven and a half of it was in January. Well, what was it? Six or seven, yeah, seven metric tons of it. Let me get the right number here. I apologize. I should have written it down. 7.2 metric tons of that 25 was in January. So when you think about they were buying treasuries, buying treasuries, buying treasuries, and then they stopped. And all of a sudden, the amount of gold being shipped to Hong Kong, which from uh, July to December for six months was, what, about three metric tons a month, all of a sudden now is 15 metric tons a month. Total U.S. mine supply in February was 15.8 metric tons. Think about that. We shipped out, what, 50.4 metric tons. We only mined 15.8 metric tons so far the first two months of this year. The United States is running a deficit of almost 20 metric tons a month. And you got to start asking yourself, where's it all going? Where's it coming from? If we're only mining, you know, 15 or 16 metric tons, how many months in a row can we ship out 50 metric tons? <laughs> I'm just saying. You know, I, I only went to public school. But these are actual physical deliveries. Where's all the gold coming from? Why is it all of a sudden now, it's seemingly every single day, everybody and their brothers coming out, raising their gold forecast? Why is it that all of a sudden they're doing this as foreigners are backing away from the U.S. debt markets? And is it just, you know, coincidence that all of these other nations, all of a sudden, after 90-plus years, have decided, hey, you know what? We want you to send our gold back. I think it's pretty clear. Here's what I think. I don't think we have 8,000 metric tons of gold. And if we and and we may 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 have that amount, I just don't think we own it all. 
In other words, I think we've leased it. I think we've sold it. I think we've, we're in business with the Bank of International Settlements and the International, uh, the IMF and all that stuff, and we've been playing this game. And I think everybody knows we've been playing the game. And I think they all know how to do math, just like I know how to do math. And they understand what's coming next. Patriot Radio News Hour, final segment, right after this. Welcome back. Patriot Radio News Hour, 800-951-0592. Gold's now down four. Uh, 1,319, 800-951-0592. The Dow has gone negative now. The Dow is now down 30. Boy, crude oil just doesn't stop. Up another 41 cents this morning. Unleaded gas. Average price, $2.81. Uh, this time last year, it's about 50 cents a gallon higher uh, then last year is going to be the most expensive driving uh, season, if you will. Uh, I want to say in five years, maybe longer than that, uh, as prices again. This is a stagflation problem. Uh, we 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 saw we saw some technical things happen in the gold market. Very very bullish. Uh, and again, should should gold have gotten down to the 200-day moving average? No. But. That's what it does, right? That's what the computers do. Uh, and it's bounced off of that and, and continues to uh, move back uh, towards the break-even line. And then you start looking at what's really happening. Look at the amount of gold leaving this country. And like I said, those totals don't include the repatriation totals. And then you start asking yourself, okay, wait a minute. Gold demand skyrocketing but it's not not and this is country demand right this is this isn't just the guy on the street demand then you see mine supply and really put gold and silver they're together it's the same thing happening mine supply continuing to diminish uh who was it that came out another god so many of them simon uh simon black well, he did a great in-depth report talking about getting ready for the coming boom in gold prices. Of course, remember, Jeffrey Gunlotch already said, listen, 1000 bucks, add 1000 to gold. My worry my worry isn't 1000 My worry is adding a whole other zero uh, to the gold price. Uh, but the reasons are pretty simple. Owning treasuries right now, just isn't a good idea. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't add up uh, financially or economically at a time when we're issuing record levels of debt on top of it. And then you start doing some math and and you start seeing, well, we went from 55% to 43% of indirect bidders and the number keeps falling. How many, it's almost every single week I come out and tell you about another horrendous auction uh, that's occurred in the U.S. debt markets, and and right now we're just we're 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 being misled because you know what we had a tax cut and even our entities. Oh, is this what you expected? All of you guys holding stocks? Where's the great big rally? 
right? We had all, you know, record profits. Of course, you know, it's all debt stuff. Where's the great big rally? It doesn't exist because most of these companies, when they give their guidance, are saying businesses, eh, so-so, eh, it's okay, right? No one's talking about how how business is booming and all of these other things, and now you, you hear about pending home sales down for the fourth straight month in a row. You, you, you hear all of these retail bankruptcies seemingly every week. Someone else joins the list. I've been telling you for how long. You need to be your own central bank. Everybody, every country in the world is getting ready. Are you getting ready? U.S. Silver Eagles, 385 a roll. $20 Liberty, 1375. 